I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast. I'm Stu Whiffin. I am one half of your hosting team. Um, my co-host Chris Glasson, I believe, is um, he's in a cell again. He's been arrested. I can't go into to what it is for legal reasons. Um, it was unpleasant, and it did involve um, a donkey and a road cone. Um, so bear with me. Um, I'm still trying to comprehend the sort of things that Chris is capable of doing. It's been a very distressing few days for both myself and uh, the donkey. Today's episode, top five fights that you got excited about watching. And it's not just fights. I'm not talking about a couple of blokes whacking one another in a pub car park. We're talking about the noble art. Uh, We're talking about boxing. If you're not a fan of boxing, don't let that put you off because we... We talk about all manner of stuff on this podcast, as you know, and, and as you come to expect from Chris and I. Um, I have a massive passion for boxing, um, and so it was a real joy to do this podcast. And, yeah, it was just one of them ones where Chris and I just sat in the bar, had a couple of beers, and, and, and had, a, had a chat. And, and I think you're going to really enjoy it. Um, before we get on with it, um, big thanks to 76 for producing this. Thanks to our amazing sponsors, Bang Boom Creative and Love Beer. Thanks to Charles over there. And uh, with Bang Boom Creative, when you see those really cool videos uh, on Instagram or Facebook or on Twitter, that's Luke from Bang Boom Creative uh, comes up with them. And they're just incredible. He does them for us pretty much every week now. Um, yeah, what more could you want from a from a sponsor? You know, uh, he, he supports us and then each week turns out an amazing video highlighting just what a pair of dinkles Christopher and I are. Um, yeah, so big love, big love to him. Um, right, so I think that's it. Big love to everybody at the Distraction Pieces Network and Screw Pip. Let's get on with the episode. Please enjoy Hardcore Listing. Top five boxing fights you got excited watching. Enjoy. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Hardcore Listing, the podcast. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast with me, Stu Whiffin, sitting opposite me as always is... Dr. Feelgood. Chris Glasson. How are you? I'm alright, thanks mate. We just did a really fun... Um, 
we did your radio show, Boogaloo, didn't we? And we did my top ten songs if it was the end of the world. Yeah. And going through your day, what songs you would listen yep. to. And it was really nice and fun. And because it's radio, we could actually sit there and listen to it and play it out. And it was really good, wasn't it? Got to make out a little bit. And Shall we put it out for the Patreons? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Would you like that, gang? So the reason no. he's saying that is he's looking at the camera. Because if you are a Patreon, then you can probably watch this episode. Mm. Um, today's top five. Yes. Top five boxers. Mm-hmm. You got excited wanting to watch. Yep. You're reaching into your pocket to find out who suggested Actually, that one, aren't you? Remembered. Timothy Eland or Elland. Tim Eland. If I've um, Tim Belland. If I pronounce your name wrong, let's call him Tim Belland. Tim Belland. Thanks, bro. Nice I don't one. think we've roasted Tim. Tim. Timbo. Timbo. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he screams when he as he comes. He goes Timbo. <laughs> I don't know if you do any of that, Tim. Yeah. Um, what's up? Great. Top five. I didn't have to sell this very hard to Stuart. As soon as I read it out, you were like, oh, yeah, let's do top... Oh, I've, I've, you've read it out, haven't you? Top five um, boxers that you've always been excited to watch. Yeah. And Great I mean, top five. What you can't see if you are watching this is behind the cameras are, uh, are the iconic shot of um, Ali standing over um, a flattened Sonny Liston. Yeah. Um, to the left of the camera, which you probably can't get, um, no, is no. Arturo Gatti. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and below, well, there's, there's some more boxers in the room next door. There's mm-hmm. um, Leon Spinks, a signed Leon Spinks. Yeah, I saw uh, that earlier. Next to Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. And there's a signed Hatton. Mm-hmm. Um, Has there been an earthquake in here? Because those, both those pictures are on the wank. They're, but they're both perfectly on the wank. They're both on the wank in the... At the same way, aren't yeah, they? The yeah. other one below that is um, the legend that is Nick Diaz. Quite the pugilist himself. Very much so. Yeah. With a Stockton slap thrown in. Oh, for, yeah, uh, exactly. For good measure. You can have that in boxing. So, if you're not a fan of boxing, don't let that put you off this episode because um, it will be much the same as, as anything else, really. Just me and you having a bit of back and forth. Bit of bants. Bants. Bant o'clock. Bants o'clock. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know any bants and I'm terrible at puns. I'll tell you who's great at puns. He's uh, Stuart Mangan. 76. He's really he is, good yeah. at puns, isn't he? I feel like yeah. when he's punning off. Mm. Bant and deck. <laughs> Did you just come no, up with that one then? Oh, not. God. Um, I, I feel like I should leave the room. I oh. feel like I, I don't, I'm not good enough. Bantony Johnson. Bantony Johnson. No, Bantony Joshua. Bantony Joshua. Was going with it. Yeah, very not Rumble. Good. Very, very amped. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, there's no criteria for this, right? It is just a case of yeah. top five fighters that you got excited and wanting to watch. Mm. Um, I imagine uh, the fact that we are uh, different in age may reflect on this. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. You can... Uh, I'll tell you what. We, yeah. Let's have 10 rounds. First round. Ding, ding. Oh, Glasson. Okay. Um, on Glasson. Um, it, 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 I'm going to go Deontay Wilder for number five. Really? Yeah, because I just like the fact he knocks everyone out. <laughs> like, he, he's actually, his last few fights, I'll take... Like, like, his last few fights, I've enjoyed less. Um, no, hold on. That Fury Wilder one that was, was, great was amazing. Um, but... He's just a wild puncher, man. He isn't like there's there's other boxers on here. There's one there's one that I'm not gonna um, put in my five, but I, I probably should do. Who they're so amazing technically, and they're just great boxers. Um, but Wilder isn't that. He's just got insane power in his fists, mm. and um, I do sometimes quite like to see people throwing bombs. 
and the bronze bomber does that very well. His record is quite mad. Um, I mean, maybe he's been knocking out quite a lot of bums. There were, yeah, there's. Uh, I, I think it's safe to say some of the the early wins were mm. uh, gimmies. I think sometimes you know they are probably going to get some boxing enthusiasts uh, messaging in saying otherwise, but I do yeah. believe that the first. In America, I think some of the early fights are a little bit easier than some of the yeah. early fights you get in the UK. Yeah. Um, you know, if you disagree, then, then message him. But, um, yeah, he racked up a very sizable record with that record not necessarily having anyone of any note on it. Mm. I was trying to think of someone who's... Because some of them were probably like amateur boxing fights because there was one I was... With professional records, he, professional records. Yeah, exactly. But I was thinking he's like Lemachenko when I was looking this up, Vasil Lemachenko. He's... Amateur record was three hundred ninety-six to one. And who? That's uh, crazy. Uh, do you know? I've been away this weekend. Mm-hmm. Did Lamachenko fight this weekend? I don't know. He fought um, uh, the British lad this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, is that next weekend? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if right. he has had a, well. had, a, had a you know a match as they call them. So, so you're going with a well, bronze? Uh, yeah, like I know that this episode you're going to be definitely more. You, you, like, I used to like boxing more, but once I got into MMA, I kind of sort of like, I really wasn't following a great deal of boxing. Mm. I didn't keep up with both. And mm. even then, I don't suppose I was, a, 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 you know, watching a lot of it anyway. So, yeah, so I don't know. I, I do just kind of, kind of quite like Wilder's like knockout power. Mm. And that's why I still enjoy watching him box. Because he, he can be on the losing, when he's fighting Ortiz, he looked like he might be on the points on the uh, you know down mm. even against fury mm. um, but you always know he's got that power then pretty much every time he has pulled it out of the bag and and, and, and knocked out it's something like 38 ko's i might have to just whip up his record i think uh, the, the 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 heavyweight scene at the moment especially if you're english is is mm. in probably the best place yeah. it's been for many 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 years yeah exactly yet the politics in it, mm-hmm. whether that be for television rights or, or, or governing bodies, whatever they're mm-hmm. fighting under, he's spoiling it. Yeah. Because, you know, Tyson Fury beat Deontay Wilder yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I'm not necessarily a massive fan of Tyson Fury, the man, mm-hmm. um, but I do think he's the best heavyweight boxer we've got by quite a way. I think... Um, I think he would be quite a difficult fight for Anthony Joshua. You think Fury's the best? Boxer, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Winner. Um, like, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I can't criticise Anthony Joshua, and I don't want to, because he's beaten everything that's been put in front of him. Mm-hmm. And when he's been dropped, mm-hmm. he's done what champs do, and get back up and win the fight. Yeah. So, you know, you can't, you can't knock Anthony Joshua. And for somebody that... Was when you look at how quickly he was fighting fighters of real pedigree, mm-hmm. a lot quicker than Deontay Wilder was. Yeah, you know, um, and yeah, I, 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 but I do think that Tyson Fury is a very tricky fighter. I don't necessarily think he's the most exciting fighter to watch uh-huh. because he boxes smart. Yeah, he's for a monster of a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. his head movement's amazing. His yeah. hand speed's great, and mm-hmm. he and he moves on his feet on his yeah. toes like a middleweight. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think, for me, the dance, the, the 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 things that I think might, I'm no boxing expert. I'm just you know bloke mm. down the pub talking about it. But I watch 
Anthony Joshua fight, and he's never really on his toes. Mm-hmm. He's he's quite planted when mm-hmm. he throws, mm-hmm. and that's when he connects. Obviously, that's why he knocks people that's out. Where the power comes from, isn't it? But I do think I see the fight between Wilder and and, and Fury. Sorry, um, Joshua and Fury. Should mm-hmm. it ever happen, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think it will. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it will be Fury on his toes, just flicking that jab out, yeah. and and frustrating Joshua, yeah. who will be trying to get the bombs off, closing down. And I, and I think, you know, you, I mean, don't get me wrong, you can't run for the whole fight. Yeah. But, you know, as we've seen, Fury can take a massive shot and get yeah. up from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think it's a, a really interesting time. And I think mm. Fury should have had that Wilder rematch straight away. Yeah, I don't get um, it. Well, you know, I don't politics. know why he's fighting. Um, oh, what's his name? I can't think who Wilder's fighting next. Oh, God, what's his bloody name? Um and and I don't have no idea who Anthony Joshua's fighting. I don't He's know. fighting that babyface. Yeah, that 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 New York uh, Queens. Yeah, I, I don't know anything mm. about him. I, like I say, my, like you, once we we got into UFC, then yeah, I, I'll try and watch as much of it as I can the boxing. But mm. I do find UFC there isn't that much politics. There isn't governing bodies. You've got UFC, There's few the like, elite yeah, are in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's so. got a more political. It's got more. The best aren't always feels like the best aren't always fighting the best. Um, a, a couple of years ago, it feels like UFC are getting a bit better at that now. Yeah, Conor McGregor will fight. Who Conor McGregor wants to fight? Make no mistake, we all yeah, know that's, that. That that was the biggest flagship for that. But um, let's not talk about nah, it. Nah, 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 Um So yeah, Wilder. I I think you're right. I think the heavyweight division is quite exciting now. And the bronze bomber, thirty nine knockouts. He's had out of forty fights. Yeah, it's not bad going, is it? Really, Definitely. even if you're fighting bum bums, mm-hmm. uh, can you knock out 39? <laughs> it's quite impressive. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, his knockout thing is, is pretty cool. Um, are you going to speak much on Fury for the rest of it? No. Are, are you, yeah. Okay. So, I, I kind of agree with you on that with regards to how he's a great boxer. He's got great footwork, but I don't know if he is the winner between him and Joshua. Mm. Oh, but. Hopefully we'll find out. I really hope we do. I think we will. I actually, I, I want to have a positive yeah. uh, outlook on it. I think Joshua's team are just very smart and I think they know. Oh, completely. I think that's his next move to, to fight in America is just to make sure that he's showing Deontay that he's fighting on his fucking ground now. Mm. Like, and he's, he, he wants to prove that he's there ready to fight. I don't think I think well, I think Wilder's a better fight for Fury, uh, for, for um, Anthony Joshua yeah. than, than Tyson Fury is. Mm. But, um, but yeah, you know, hopefully we'll get to see all I these fights. I think Joshua Wilder might be the next one after, with a bit of luck, if we keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. Absolutely great. Go on then, round nine, or your number five. This is going to be confusing for everyone. I'm going to go um, Chris Eubank Senior. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Chris Eubank. Yeah. Um, you know, he's... I know that everyone's digging in now because of Junior's career and him being in the corner mm-hmm. and... and being Chris Eubank, mm-hmm. but I just liked him. Yeah. Um, I could talk at length. I could have done top five middleweights yeah. from the eighties yeah. of that specific yeah. era. I will mm-hmm. be talking about another one shortly. Cool. Um, and uh, and I just think the 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 fighters at that point, whether it was some of the the ones that I mean, Gary Stretch. I mean, Gary said you, who a lot of people won't know as a boxer, but will know as the guy who leads the gang in Dead Man's Shoes. Yeah. yeah. Um, was an incredible middleweight. Mm-hmm. Only lost once to Chris Eubank Sr. Um, 
and that was debatable. That got stopped on a cut, and I think Stretch was ahead at the time. Um, but yeah, Eubank, Ben Watson, Mike McCullum, Steve Collins, like just I mean, yeah. aside from McCullum, like all amazing British middleweights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and uh, Michael Watson just oh what a, what a incredible fighter to watch, and and Harold Graham as well. Um, th- that era for me was a, an era in the mid '80s when I really got into boxing, and and in, we, we'll talk about other fighters from that era uh, without a shadow of a doubt as, as this moves on. But but Chris Eubank, I love the fact that everyone hated him, but loved him. Yeah, and so it's that thing I guess that you know modern day people probably get from Fury or McGregor. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of you know you either want to see him win or you want to see him get knocked out get destroyed yeah yeah it's a love hate thing i just love the simply the best thing the walkout i love the jumping over the ropes i love the standing there glove on glove just standing there looking out the corner of his eye at the crowd yeah i just loved it i read his book um just brilliant like um was a bad kid and got 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 sent out to america to live with his family mm. um his extended family and got thrown into I mean he come from a boxing family his older brother Peter Eubank was a was a good fighter as well but he got sent out to um Detroit uh, and got thrown in the Cronk gym soft place yeah. the Cronk yeah so the Cronk was the gym that was famous for you can you still see people wearing Cronk t-shirts yeah, yeah. Cronk gym t-shirts so Tommy Hearns was the like the hitman was the was the main right. legend from from the Cronk um, another British fighter that relocated to states Dennis Andrews fought out of the Cronk uh but um, yeah, Eubank then went to the Cronk and where he was, you know, disciplined. Yeah. And come back to the UK. Sexually? Or? Uh, a completely different fighter. Yeah. And I liked his sort of, his styles, the way that he, he, he stood in the ring, the way he, he moved his feet. I liked how he used to sort of like wind himself backwards. You know, he'd done these sort of weird little backward steps Looked a little bit unorthodox, yeah. and I loved it. And I loved the relationship he had with Ronnie Davis, his trainer. Junior's got it now, and and yeah, I just got a lot of time for it. An amazing thing in his book, um, everyone knows that Chris Eubank moved to Brighton, bought a, a lorry, and would drive his truck, uh, his heavy goods vehicle truck around Brighton. Obviously, dressed that's not them. a that's not a place to be driving a truck. No, I is know, it? but know like, I mean? but. It, Obviously, small it's narrow streets, Chris. Maximise the attention. Yeah, and you know, dressing monocle, monocle you know, driving a, a truck. Like, who where does that, that? Where did the posh voice come from? No idea, but I love it. I love yeah, it yeah. because he did, he, he did inhabit uh, the, the 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 persona of an English villain, didn't he? Really? Yeah, and it pissed people off, <laughs> and and it pissed his you know his opponents off. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I read a story in that book that he saw a guy rob an old lady in in the um not the cobbles uh, in the lanes in in uh, Brighton so he just ran him over in his truck and uh and the guy has gone like running down the road he's pushed a f- load of people out of the way oh, yeah. and he's seen it so he stepped in and stuck one on his floating <laughs> rib oh and like the fella's crumbled to the floor <laughs> yeah 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 and as <laughs> as Eubank then restrained him on the floor mm. the bloke went do you know I fucking am to which Eubank replied, well, let me tell you I am. I'm Christopher Livingston Eubank, and this is a citizen's arrest. <laughs> Fucking love that, mate. Lennox Lewis ain't going to do that. Like, 
just brilliant. And yeah, and I, and when Junior come through, um, I just I wanted him to be brilliant. I think he's good, mm. and I'm really excited to see where he's going to go. Mm. Uh, and yeah, I just think he's. Uh, uh, I think senior is a character in yeah. boxing. Yeah, I've seen him in some of those like the interviews with uh, Junior and like like uh, senior sort of like lurking around yeah. in the backs, and then he just occasionally whispers in his ear. Yeah, probably something about disciplining him or something. And uh, yeah, he is a he is a real character. Love the it. monocle and that is just absolutely brilliant. Absolutely. And and I never forget that fight with Watson, the first one. Was it? Ben. it was, uh, no, was it? Did he only have fight Watson once? Uh, and then that was it. No, they had a rematch, didn't he? And he won, and he ended up put yeah. giving him brain damage. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, yeah, that was tremendous fights. That, but, um, yeah. and Watson obliterated him in that fight. Yeah, like um, and Eubank said in that last round when he dropped him, mm. he said, "I laid on the canvas," and he said, "Was it in round ten? I can't think." And he said, um. I looked to Ronnie in the corner and I just sort of literally said to him, I'm all right. Mm. And he said, for some reason, I've been whipped for the whole fight mm. by, of all that era, mm. the greatest mm. boxer mm. was Watson, in my opinion. Um, and he said, he just, I just stood up and I felt like a thousand men. <laughs> and I just literally got up and then obviously threw some shots that I'm sure in hindsight, we should never thrown. Yeah. Um, you know, they were, career ending and life changing yeah, for, uh, yeah. for Michael like, Watson since in, in the worst of ways really yeah but and it's, it's lovely when you see the the footage of them as friends now and and, and you know and you know Watson's an, an, an absolute legend I was I was really privileged I went to um, watch Junior Witter fight at your call uh, a few years back and, and Watson was in front of me no and, way yeah and, and at the time when he was fighting start flicking his ear or something. I was no I, I was a uh, I was a ridiculously big Arsenal fan at that point, yeah. and um, Watson was Arsenal through and through, mm. you know, and so it was a real privilege to just to get the say hello, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, but uh, I'll talk more about this era later because it was a, a golden era of, of middleweight fighting. But um, Christopher Livingston Eubank, good choice, mate. Good number five. So just as a little pit stop, you've done some you've done some kickboxing and you've done some boxing training. Uh-huh. You have a fancy you was gonna you was gonna have an amateur boxing match, wasn't yeah. you? Um blue collar. Yeah. Without probably our most out of shape mate. Yep. That's um, who you picked. Yeah. Out of shape, short, fat mate, and that was the guy you were gonna fight for charity. Was was he the charity? You no. were gonna beat the <laughs> shit out of him and then give no. him money. No, Matt's um it was really weird because Matt had, had always done martial arts and uh, and he was like, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to just do some white collar. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was like, oh, I might do some of that. I said, well, we're both promoters. We're both yeah. DJs. Let's have a scrap. Yeah. Um, he's shorter than me, but he was probably heavier than me at that point. Yeah. Uh, and I just thought, hmm, okay. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. And then he got injured. Um training um he, he got whacked by i won't say who but quite a famous fighter oh, really? who was, yeah who was a um yeah it was a really strange story that i won't actually go into that but um but yeah you know I, I, how much did it cost to make that happen monkey a monkey <laughs> um but uh but yeah and i you know i, I still 
on, on a Sunday, like to go and, 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 and have mm. a little spa and, mm. and have a little whack around on the bags and the pads. It's, it's brilliant. Kids mm. do it. I do it. It's fun. And like, if you get every now and again to throw a few kicks in, that's even better as well. Yeah, I haven't hit the, I haven't hit a boxing bag in ages, and I quite miss it. To be honest, well, with if you've you, seen one that's popped up in my garden. Oh yeah, I did actually. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah. it saves you eating the kids now. Exactly, that's what mate. Exactly. Yeah. They can take it, but you know. It's round three, better, Chris. Right? I think we're on round just round, and my no, my fourth selection. Uh, actually. Um. Is it? Yeah. Who did you have, Wilder? No, all I've said is Wilder so far. Yeah, round three, because I've gone one. Oh, we're just doing five. We're not doing our top ten, because you originally said we're going to do ten. Yeah, your five and my five. Yeah, yeah. So, so I've done one, so this yeah. will be round... One, two. Now so, back oh, to we're three. doing... Oh, right, sorry. Okay. Fucking yeah. hell. What is it? Um, it is... Um, oh. I feel bad saying Mayweather. Why? I'm going to say Mayweather. Is he in yours? No. No, okay. The reason why I nearly, uh, almost excluded him was because he's a fucking woman beater. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, I think we should probably expect more from our, our, however, whatever you do, you know, I think you should expect more from them, especially because you're a professional boxer. And like, I don't think it's, ever, I don't know if it's ever been settled in court. But I know it's been settled out of court a few, and it's a few times when he's hit women. So that's very, that's a very shame. But in terms of like watching someone fight defensively, mm. he's fucking, he's a tremendous person to watch box. He's the best. Yeah, it's like it's the complete opposite of what I was talking about with Wilder. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like Mayweather has got power, but it isn't like the power of other boxers. Mm. You know, he's not. It's just average, really. Yeah. I mean, he, he done McGregor, but what? what yeah, that doesn't count. He's knocked out quite a few people in his history, but Ricky obviously, Hatton. yeah, exactly. Now that was—I was, was going to say that fight. Now that uh, how's my hair? That uh, is my hair looking awful. Is it, have I got cress hair? Can you just, you just look like Beaker. Me 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 So that Hatton fight—he it was embarrassing to watch that. Like he was punching and dancing circles around Hatton. Hatton ended up like at one point forward head biting a however. I was mad. However, I thought the ref was very um, unfair on Hatton because Hatton used to like fight on the inside mm. of the body. Mm. The ref was breaking them the minute right. they got anywhere near yeah. each other, right. uh, which is obviously very much favours Mayweather. Make no mistake, he done a fucking incredible number, but um, yeah, he's uh, he can be really boring to watch. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. you don't get a record like that unless you are spectacular. Yeah. And you yeah. look at the names on the list as mm -hmm. well, man. It, they ain't road sweepers, mate. No, exactly. He really has fought the best. And, he's, and his footwork is fucking incredible. Mm. I love watching that, you know. It's like, I think after a while, it's like the same thing as when people say, like, mixed martial arts, when people are doing, like, the grappling on the floor. That's their least favourite part. But after a while, you just start really admiring it and yeah. I think that's what it is with Mayweather is he, he has raised that to a, an art form he does work hard at that art form he's a very smart boxer he's fought the right boxers at the right times as well um, yeah it's interesting he's another guy who's made a career a little bit out of that sort of like wanting getting everyone to hate him and yeah. want to bet against him and want, yeah. want him to get smashed up I'm one of them you know in many in many, in many regards I thought Oscar De La Hoya beat him I, right, yeah. I, I, when I watched that, I, I thought that was, 
I, 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 I could have given that decision to yeah. Delahoya. Um, aside from that, you know, he's he's, he's spectacular. Mm. Um, just don't like the man. I think he's an awful man. But um, yeah, I, I've not met him. No, but I mean, what, watching him, what even watching his interviews. You might be able to control somewhat some of that output, but the rest of it, I just think, yeah, yeah. that kind of relationship with money, no, excuse me, does not impress me. No, no, definitely. Um, not. And again, it's the same reason we've got to stop talking about Conor McGregor. Mm. Another reason why, he, you know, people are starting to just think he's a knob. Yeah, uh, doesn't do many favours to your money, does it? No, no, I really don't. Yeah, solid entry, mate. Solid entry. Who's your? Uh, so this will be round four. You see, I'm I'm on board now. We've well counting. Ding ding. Round four. Uh, Frank Bruno. Yeah, good choice. Um, I didn't think Frank was one of the greats. Yeah. But if this is about fighters you got excited watching, mm-hmm. I got very excited watching mm-hmm. Frank Bruno fight. Um, I remember um, his first defeat to uh, Bonecrusher Smith. I was very young. And then I remember being allowed to stay up and watch him fight Tim Witherspoon, where I thought he was going to win the belt, and then got stopped. Mm. Um, and you know, it's exciting time when people him. say, "My, uh, you know, Frank Brunner couldn't take a punch." Yeah. You get hit by some of them men that he's fighting. Yeah. Like, if you get smacked on the jaw, it doesn't matter what your your body will say, and. Drop your hands and you're probably going to get another one and then you're going to sit down for a bit. Because you're getting hit with like weight and power mm. that, you know, that no one's body is designed to absorb. Yeah. Um, while standing on their feet with their hands by the head, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. fighting back, yeah. you know. And, and I think watching him then go on to, to fight um, Mike Tyson both times. Um, being allowed to stay up mm. um, with the, at the youth club and all used of us. You used to sleep at the youth club? No, we, we all we <laughs> went weird. to the youth club. It was it was so fucking cool, man. Like, the, the, the geezer that run our youth club, he kept it open and he got a big screen mm. in and he charged us all like fucking three quid or something mm. to come in. And like, we'd all had like beers and shit. Nice. And like, we all must have been about 16. Yeah. But like, what was that, 89? Yeah. yeah, so I would have been like 16 like standing there at three in the morning in your school where the mm. youth club was, yeah, yeah. watching Frank Bruno, and it mm. was it was amazing. And like the anticipation for it of a a British fighters fighting Iron Man, yeah, you know, and yeah. it, it was you know the, the result was fucking horrible. But that in that first round when he when he fucking stops him in his tracks. Yeah. And you just think, and just hearing Harry Carpenter going, "Oh, get in there, Frank!" Like it was just amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, and then to see, you know, his career then, you know, pick itself back up, and and to see him. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. 
BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, you know, we were blessed to be able to sit down with Frank Bruno and do this podcast with him. One of the very few times we've been nervous. Yeah. Definitely. And not because we think, oh God, he's going to beat us up or anything stupid like that. It's just that we... It's you Frank know, Bruno. It's Frank Bruno. He's like, yeah. he's a, it's a big deal, you know? Um, but yeah, like I can't think of a better moment as a boxing fan as hearing Land of Open Glory and seeing Frank Bruno, the champion, beating Oliver McCall. Like that last round when McCall's just trying to stop him and Frank's fucked, mm. but he's just hanging in there with everything. And then just to, ah, oh, literally, I can't watch that. The fireworks go up, Land of Open Glory comes on. I'm no nationalist, you know, I'm not, I'm no. not, I don't, I don't, I'm not big on being British or anything like that. You voted out though and you, and just I- want, <laughs> you want them all out of our country, but yeah, go on. Um, but no, I couldn't give a shit about being English and I uh, really couldn't. And the fact that that song means nothing to me, but other than that's the that moment, moment. Yeah, that yeah. soundtracks that, and it's yeah. just evocative. And yeah. oh, yeah. So Frank Bruno, good choice, mate. Yeah, very nice. I should clarify. I do like being English, but I don't. I don't wear a football shirt and tell everyone how fucking great it is to be English. Because there's lots of things mm. about being English. That well, because you've got that time. flag hanging out your front window anyway, so everyone knows. Yeah, you? yeah. You've got the English yeah. one, yeah, and then you've got the Confederate flag for some reason <laughs> hanging out. Just I don't above my rocking chair. I don't get it. I don't get it. All the kids were, all the kids were running around with pillows over their heads when I got here. Um, no, I'm the same, mate. I've never been it. <clears throat> because I, I guess before even I, I understood... I guess when I was young, I was slightly patriotic. Before you start making up your own mind about the world around yeah. you, right? But I, I started not enjoying watching football because I didn't how people became so tribal about football yeah. and how if you're in one team, anything you did was fine, even when you're fouling, you're saying it wasn't a foul. I didn't like that about yeah. football. And I saw very many, I started to see that themes in any form of patriot behave, patriotic behaviour. Yeah. It's the same, that tribalism. And we are tribalistic in nature, yeah. obviously. It's not, it's not good for you. No. It's not really that good for you to be like that. It's okay to be proud of achievements that we've done as much as you should be very much aware of the, 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 some of the more terrible things that we've done as, as yeah. a country. And, and even so, that's still very much linked to just human nature in itself. Yeah. And just be nice. Be nice, ma'am. Just be, be nice. Rubbish. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Round five. I'm going to go Joshua. Okay. Because... 
I'm getting with Joshua. I think what with what you got with Bruno yeah. a little bit. Yeah, because that because there's been no one that's been on the international scene as a heavyweight who's British. Well, no, actually, no. I'm telling a massive lie. There was one other, but it was in a time when I was kind of not. I was drinking a lot, not paying attention to anything else. I've been partying. You haven't got Lewis. No. Like that. Right, cool. Um, but just not to Lennox Lewis. Definitely, I considered uh, it. A career had two losses. Both times, next fight, come back and avenge them losses. Exactly. He's always avenged his losses and a fucking fantastic boxer. So I did consider Lewis and I did consider Bruno. Mm. And then I thought, you know what? Joshua's my guy. He's that guy. Like, I like him as a person. I think he's a smart lad. I think he's humble. You can see his background and where he comes from and he makes no... He doesn't hide anything about his character. He is... I feel, and you never know, but I'm pretty much certain if he fucking walked through that door, he'd be the same dude as I've seen in loads of interviews. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and you can't fake it. For no, this long. no, you can't. And like, I like and that. It, he's he's up for a laugh. You can see you, he looks after his mates, and that yeah. they're a unit, and he values friendship and family, and he doesn't value money. Although it's nice to have it, no doubt. I'm sure That's he ain't he, struggling with a mortgage. Of course, okay, if you can give us a hand, not with our joint mortgage. We have, we've got a joint mortgage, guys. We've got. Uh, there's been some big changes in your household. <laughs> Carol's out. Chris is in. You got a new old lady. Um, yeah, but I, I just think that. Yeah, he is a genuine dude. He's hardworking. He, he was sort of going down possibly the wrong path as a kid. He turned it round. He didn't have any... No one did him any favours other than, I think, I can give him a pair of boxing gloves or loaned yeah. him the money for a pair. And he's but like uh, he's a big lad, but he boxes really well. He boxes technically and he's got power and he's demonstrated that he can take... He can take a lethal blow. <laughs> he's, he's demonstrated that he can he can be put on his ass and come back. Yeah. And I thought that, that was great seeing that Klitschko fight. And I think that... I think that story's still not finished. I think there's some other massive fights there. And I think he's going to come through if he keeps a level, level cool head, which I think he's got. And that's why I think even with... I think you're right. It's a real tough fight, that Fury. But he's got my support over Fury. Do you know what I mean? Like, as a per, like, like personally, he's got mm. my support because... You know, I, I don't condemn Fury as much as others, but I still condemn him for the thing, yeah. his actions and what he says, right? And we're all human and we can all be get things wrong. But even so, I don't have that hang up with, yeah. you know, Anthony. He just doesn't, he isn't that guy. Yeah. Um, and he has a laugh with his mates. He's got a lot of love for people and he's a fucking strong boxer. So I get that excitement and I want to see his next fight. And I think that fight in America against this this, this slugger, um, I think is is a is a smart move mm-hmm. given what like Fury and Wilder might be shutting him out a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think those fights will come in time, mm-hmm. and uh, and I and I, and I want to be there for it. And mm-hmm. a testament to that, look how how he's selling out our stadiums and stuff yeah. like that. So a lot of other people feel that there's mm-hmm. that excitement around him as well. So um, that's why I picked him, man. I want to see I want to see that career continue to uh, go and. Um, for him to have that sort of legacy, I think he, I think you only deserve it if you get it. Yeah. But whatever it is in terms of the record, I think he's leaving a legacy that he can be proud proud of, regardless if that if he ever gets any losses yeah. on it. So. Great. Yeah, Great. man. So that's my uh, that's round five. So yeah. So ding ding round six. Uh, we're gonna go Ricky Hatton. 
Yeah, I considered him. Um, because I think, like now, do you reckon you could take him? If you had a fight with Ricky Hatton now, who's going to win? I think Ricky Hatton would knock me out in under <laughs> 10 seconds. You're a bit of a unit, though. You're quite uh, a tall, bl- you're quite an intimidating character until you get to know you, and then you realise that you're, you know, you're just um, but Ricky just a Hatton, wet blanket. Ricky Hatton, you know, was a, a world champion. You know, you don't forget that. Um, no, his, his <clears> fists <throat> were probably like slabs of meat, and they. Oh God, yeah. Um, again, I didn't think Ricky Hatton was the greatest anywhere near it, uh, but I, basing it on. When I got excited for fight night, the atmosphere when Ricky Hatton was fighting, I would never watch it in a pub because I don't like, um, it's the same with that football crowd, I don't like, and I know we're being armchair critics now, and I'm I'm no boxing expert. Stool stool critics. But I'm a big fan of boxing, Mm -hmm. and and I've watched it for many, 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 many years, and read about it. Yeah. And... I've had a go at it. And so I kind of have a, an all right opinion, mm. I think. Like, I can sort of understand what they're doing a yeah. lot of the time. Yeah, the fundamentals. Yeah, just the basics. And and I don't like being in the pub where it's like, you will just fucking hit him. <laughs> and it's like, well, of course he just wants to fucking hit him. Have you seen it when two people unprofessional fight? It's the most embarrassing, boring thing. Completely. Swinging windmills. Yeah. None of them landing. Yeah. Punching them on the upper yeah. part of the head, breaking yeah. knuckles and stuff like that. It's it's not the case of that. Do you remember that that amateur that um, charity fight between Gervais and uh, Grant? Bovey. That was embarrassing, wasn't it? Yeah. Watching that. Watching that. Because they're they, you know these people are professional fighters, yeah. and so if you watch Hatton, what I used to like. Like I guess most people liked about Hatton. A, he was likable. Mm. You know, he had character. Yeah. He was textbook working class hero. Yeah. Um, but what he had, like my number one had, um, was that ain't ducking no one. I'll fight the best, and. Hatton had so many fucking great fights. The, the night he fought Costa Zoo was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Mm. Like, um, just because, like Bruno, like so many of the nation's most loved fighters, which mm. is what I'm basing this on. Yeah. There's a million and one fighters I'd like to have spoke about, like yeah. Lloyd Hunnigan, like Kirkland Lang, that we, even fighters like Dave McCauley that, that meant a lot to me. Clubber Lang. And <laughs> Clubber Lang, um, that, that really I could have really got excited about mm. talking about I'm too I, I want to think about the ones where I've generally been with my mates watching these fighters because we know it's going to be super exciting mm. there's atmosphere you know beers and 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 Hatton was always that and then you know he beats Kosu he's got the belt and so what do you do do you do what a lot of fighters do and pick quite I think it was Castillo he fought which was the my greatest Hatton stoppage. So if you watch him at the time, I think, I don't know if he moved on from Billy Graham, his trainer then, but he used to work on, on, on that body shot. And, uh, and he said, it was all about the timing. And he said, he'd throw one to the body and he'd over-exaggerate it. So when he got hit, he knew it was, the fighter knew it was coming and he'd take that breath. Mm. And then, 
because obviously, you know, if you're taking you. an so intake of breath, somewhat. yeah, I get if you. you take that intake of breath as you get hit yeah, yeah. and you're not tensing, yeah, it doesn't matter who you are, you can have a little sit down, yeah. And he said, I just over exaggerated, bang, and then I might throw another one, and then off time, I'll throw a third one, and I catch him just, I wait for him to go, <gasps> and then bang. I'd catch him on that intake of breath. Good night. Oh. And when you watch them shots, yeah. it's not like when someone gets hit on the jaw and yeah. they go down. Yeah. So if you watch the Castillo fight, yeah. he steps in and he just catches him yeah. in that floating rib. And then he goes to throw another shot, Castillo, and he goes to take a breath to throw that, and that breath's not there. And then he does what I was saying about Chris Eubank, mm. that winding walk backwards. He just literally, it looks like someone's rewound him. He takes like three steps backwards down to his knees and then can't move. Yeah. Because Hatton has punched every bit of air out of his lungs. Yeah. And it's fucking incredible to see. Yeah. And so when people are going to just fucking hit him, mm. there's an art to timing that shot. Yeah. To land, it's like fucking you're in your X Wing yeah, fighter yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. going to blow up the yeah. Death Star. You've yeah, got to sure. get that sweet yeah, spot. You're, you're shooting swamp rats out the and, back. Of, yeah. But you're not fighting me. You're yeah. fighting a fucking craftsman, a yeah. professional that is, knows every trick in the book to not get hit and to hit. And so to get them shots off when you do it, it's amazing. Yeah. And then from doing all of this, Right, what's next? Right, who's the most dangerous, most coveted title like um champs in the world? Well, there's two. I'll fight them both. So he goes and fights uh, Mayweather, then goes and fights Pacquiao. Hmm. Like that's a champ. Yeah. You know, he obviously he didn't fare too well in both of them fights, but he didn't duck them. No. He knew that's where the money was. He knew that's where the glory was, mm -hmm. and he knew that's what the fans wanted. Mm -hmm. And he was a fans fighter, Ricky yeah. Hatton. He fought for the fans, and however much of an ass you might be, you can't not get caught up in that. When you see Definitely. a boxer on a mic talking to the crowd of his fans, the minute I hear Blue Moon, mm -hmm. I know Ricky Atten's walking <laughs> out to fight. And it's, it's just brilliant. And yeah, and so for that reason, uh, Ricky Atten. Oh man, that's a great choice. Yeah, wow. Did you see Did you see him live? Did you ever go and watch any of his fights? No, no, mm. I, I don't. For the same reason that you don't want to watch it in a pub. Yeah, yeah, and and I, but I don't find you get that. You didn't get that at UFC. Mm. There, yeah. there seem to be more yeah. kind of people that were martial artists. Yeah. Or well, the first the first few that we went to see, you did get it, and you yeah. did get a bit of people coped up watching men in, yeah. fight in cages, and and you still see a re you still see aspects of that at yeah. the big fights, but it's not. What we should say is we're generally cage side at UFC, courtesy of Scroobius Pip. So we're not exactly uh, yeah. loitering with the OX. No, we're, no, uh, no. We're, we're premium economy yeah, here, aren't we, mate? Yeah, well, last time I think I was sat with, um, oh, what's that guy's name? Um, Tim, Tom Hardy. That's right. remember Tom That's Hardy? That's right, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I couldn't make that night. Couldn't make that night. So I was just watching the boxing. I mean, the MMA. first night I went, I was sat next to David Hay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with the dude from True Blood behind me. Who's the pretty one? Um, oh, uh, the, 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 yeah, the Scars, but Ale Alexander Scars. Yeah, yeah. because Gustafsson was fighting, so yeah, he was amazing. coming over to watch him. And some boy he was. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, who, who did you choose? I haven't said, said anything yet, mate. My number two, which is round nine. Yeah. Should be, shouldn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. No. 
No, where are we? Eight. Oh, yeah, round eight. Seven. It is. No, no, it's eight, right? No, it is eight. It is eight. Because then you're... No. It's seven, eight, nine, ten. This is my number four. This is my number two, isn't it? Oh, don't give a shit. It's my number two, isn't it? Or not? Let's let's talk about your number two. <laughs> Are we not our threes then? Yeah, because you just did six. That would have been your third. So I'm seven. Right. That's yeah, what that, I just said. Oh. Peel back. <laughs> By the way, if we ever do top five insults, peel back is in there for Thanks, me. Thanks, man. You said it the other day and I was just like, that is such a great <laughs> insult. Calling someone a force. Go see a big Papa Joe. That's fucking brilliant. My number two is the Prince himself, Prince Nazim. Mm. Um, oh, I bloody love watching him box. That that boxing style of hands down, lightning fast, and he put every he put most people away, didn't mm. he as well? I mean, the walkouts and all that was quite cool. I get well, it's not cool. Come out on a magic carpet, but yeah, exactly. I guess that's a. A thing. He was textbook. Right? You either wanted to see him get sparked or you wanted definitely, to see him win. Definitely. But I love, I've always loved that fighting style. Yeah. Of um, being fast. There's and, a little bit of that um, um, drunken sort of kung fu in his style, wasn't there? Definitely. I right. think so. Yeah, yeah. It's that absolute ability to be fluid and fast and good timing to put people away. It's that Ingle style. That Sheffield style, that hands by that, like um, Harold Graham had it, right. and and Naz had it, and who else has uh, used that recent times? Um, uh, I can't think. Just that that ability to be able to just comfortably just think, right, hands down. I'm so confident in my movement, mm. and like, yeah, and again, he's fucking record. He was absolutely tremendous, wasn't it? And yeah, I mean, like, because. MVP Michael Venom Page, kickbox, uh, MMA and kickboxer. He's and always boxer. and boxer. He oh yeah oh god yeah. He's always said the reason he does that is well I don't need to have my defence up if I'm not there. Yeah. And having my de- defence up slows me down. Yeah. So so far it's served me all right, and his his kickboxing record is fucking fantastic yeah. as well. So I know there's sometimes a debate over who he's fought and whatnot, but. Yeah, definitely. And Nazim was Nazim was absolutely tremendous at that. At that era, I can't remember. I was about 15, 16 then. So I was actually quite enjoying boxing by that point. And uh, Nazim was just an absolute highlight to watch whenever his fucking fights were It was. On. It was a big thing because he was, you know, this is the Britpop. This is Tearfire Friday, you know. And yeah. He's on there, you know. Yeah, he, yeah. He's on there. And he was like, he was so big, brash. Mm-hmm. He weren't big. He was tiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he was tiny. obviously he's... His persona was huge. Um, knew how good he was. And he was incredible. Until... His last fight. Antonio Barrera. Do not fuck with Just that guy. Just showed him up, didn't he? Just. I mean, Barrera. What a dude. I mean, when... Was it Khan that fought Barrera? Like a, An old Barrera. Yeah. And it was like... Oh, mate. Is it sad? Oh, I, I now you just think... On his day, mate, he would have just put you asleep. Like, yeah. just, just tough fighters, man. Like, and yeah, I loved it absolutely as much as because I, I wasn't a fan of Naz. I liked watching mm. his fights because his fighting style was exciting, and he was a gobshite. Mm. But I love Barrera. Yeah, and and I think I've got to Google this. I've got to Google this. I'm sure it was Khan, and it's annoying me. But what was really interesting. Um, about this fight, if I can just find out uh, if it was uh, Amir 
Khan V Antonio. Uh, uh, Sorry, I should be talking, but I've, yeah, ta- I've decided to take a point out to have a custard yeah, cream. It was, it was, <laughs> it was Amir Khan versus, uh, uh, yeah, Barrera. And what was brilliant was um, when he came out, the crowd really didn't give a shit about Khan and they went mental for Barrera. Really? Yeah, in England because he's a fucking legend. Uh, and yeah, but Naz was. Was that whole bravado of the mid nineties of that Britain's the greatest thing ever? Mm. That Brit pop, Blair, you know, all of that stuff. He was right at the front yeah, of it he was as on, well. He was right, riding that wave, definitely sparking people out and um, uh, running people over in Porsches. Yeah. he had that, didn't he? He, he, done some, he had done some bad, weird stuff, didn't scary he? Scary times. I think, so I think he's just been eating since then. He's, that has been his predominant pastime, yeah. mate. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's a uh, he's a little unit now, isn't he? Oh, yeah, he's he's a fridge. But uh, <laughs> great shirt. <laughs> um, right. So you're number eight. <laughs> uh, yes, it is. I, like the people watching would have noticed my. You see, this is how people know that I'm not munching down the mic because when I eat, I go like that. Amazing. That doesn't, that doesn't come up on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> um. <sighs> Do you know what? Every part of me wants to say that fight, but I'm, oh, I'm, I'm not going to. Um, you're torn. You're looking up at Gotti. Uh, yeah, I'm just thinking the Mickey Ward Gatty fights. Mm. Gotti. Uh, <laughs> Gatty, sorry. Oh, yeah, and God rest his soul. Um, how, how long is he? When did he croak? Maybe ten years ago. Oh right, wow. Uh, do you know what? No, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say gay. Um, I'm going to go Nigel Ben. Um, again, I as as a as a boxer. You're so scary. I I pre- I much preferred Michael Watson. Oh, yeah. And when Watson beat Ben, um, was one of the most amazing fights yeah. I've ever seen. Um. But what I liked about Ben, unfortunately, Watson never got the opportunity to do because of what happened to him. Yeah. But what the reason I put Ben above Chris Eubank is I think Chris Eubank fought some great fighters and had a chin of stone. Yeah. But what I liked about Ben was he was like, wherever there's a a champ, I'll, I'll, I'll fight him. I don't care. Yeah. And and he went out after he got beaten by Watson. Um I mean the the hype around that fight, like he was pure West Ham and Watson was Arsenal, so there was you know, the whole kind of divide and hype yeah. there. And Watson was the kind, nice dude and Ben was the animal, mm. you know, and he was an animal. He was a fighter, you know. I I'd never you know, of course he was a boxer, but he was by them, if we're going to split it, he was definitely a fighter. Mm. Uh, and nothing was more exciting than when Ben got hurt because he used to come fucking flying off them yeah. ropes, wanting to take your head off. Yeah, yeah. And like, and that takes fucking insane determination yeah. and grit, doesn't it? Um, and so I just think of the excitement of knowing that Nigel Ben was fighting. And I remember when he got beaten by um, Eubank and when he got beaten by Watson, after Watson fight, he then went and fought for the WBO title. He went out to America and he fought a guy called Doug DeWitt. 
um, fought him in his own back garden. And, and when people talk about Ben and they talk about the Eubank fight and the Watson fight, which is generally what people talk about, yeah. you know, down the pub when they're talking about mm-hmm. Nigel Ben being this, you know, knockout specialist. And he, he was, he was, you know, he was a stone cold killer. But people forget to mention this fight called Aaron Bartley. Now, Aaron Bartley was the champ and was a fucking demon that right. was just a just the most ferocious, I scary. I remember him, yeah. Nigel Ben went out and polished him off in two rounds or maybe a round. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, knocked him down, got up, knocked him down. Like, it's, I can't remember exactly what round it was. It was early. He'd yeah. done a number on him. And it was like, there weren't many British boxers going over to the States and fighting these sort of fighters. Yeah. You know, and, and Ben never ducked it. And I like that about yeah. him. And it's, you was never going to watch Ben get on his toes, jab, play it safe. It was just all or nothing. Yep. And and that generally, you know, and many times that come at a cost. But even when that cost was coming, you could not write him off mm. because he would just bounce off the ropes throwing these fucking shots. I think when he um, fought Ben the second time, Eubank, he said that he pissed blood for like two weeks fucking after that mad. fight. He yeah. said he's n- no one hits like him. He said every shot hurts, and like you think oh. our, our condition these fighters yeah, must yeah, be exactly. to take shots. Yeah, yeah. And he said every. Well, they have medicine balls just dropped yeah. on their stomach constantly, don't they? And he said just I've n- never, you know, it just every shot hurt, and uh, and so yeah, just just the excitement around Ben just being a, a yeah, a, a, and I mean an interesting story as well going back to the Eubank thing and, and Ben. There was lots of hype about um, the, 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 a lot of the people that were threatening Eubank that were, you know, from mm. Nigel Ben's fan base and things like that. And there was all these death threats made that they were going to, um, he was going to get killed apparently, right. like walking in the ring. I'm trying to remember this story correctly. I'm sure it was like so, so, some part of his fan base or, or, or something like that. And he said, if you watch carefully when I walk out for the Ben fire I always used to wear like a white towel over over mm. me and he said and when you see Ronnie Davis take the towel off he said if you watch carefully take normally just whipped it off takes it off cleverly because I had a bulletproof vest on really underneath my towel walking Bloody out to a hell, fight man. not that you've got enough on your mind walking out to fight him you're also worried about what's going to happen so, on, yeah, your, on your route get, now yeah. yeah shanked yeah what's your number one uh, Iron Mike likewise yeah I mean like you <sighs> again dubious as a man dubious as a man yeah I think you know we're talking just... about the boxers right yeah yeah exactly um, look Ben I, 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 I sometimes forget Ben um, but like he was absolutely vicious like you were saying and I always end up thinking of, like like Lewis but yeah but I, I guess Ben was an era. I, I, I'd, I'd seen a few of those middleweight fights, but not as many. I don't have the knowledge that you you clearly do. But Tyson also has that sort of like. It's just the fucking. At his prime, he was he was just a very scary man. The power, the power in him, and he was a great boxer. Bob, but you know, ducking, bobbing, and weaving, and then just destroying Using people's his bodies. Height. As an yeah. advantage yeah, as a yeah. heavyweight, yeah. being short yeah. and using that as an advantage, you know, it yeah. was, yeah, props to, um, uh, what was his corner man, Kevin Rooney, 
like, and and obviously cuss initially. Mm. Just hearing them shout them combinations, it was all number combinations, and he used to just shout the combinations out to Rooney in the corner, and you see Tyson respond to them. It's fucking exciting. Oh yeah, and just destroy people, just absolutely knock the shit out of people, and you know, so I, obviously. I was very young when he fought Bruno. And I, I don't know if I'm having fake memory syndrome because obviously it was late at night that that was on like 3am. But I'm pretty certain I watched one of those fights, yeah. even when I was eight or nine. I mean, I wasn't out having drinks or anything like that. I think our scout leader had let us all stay around his house or something oh, like right. that. Was that the night that you milked a cow with a blindfold on? Yeah, we all well, we all had to. Right. But I can talk about it now, but he said, don't tell anyone. Um because you're, you're, you know, if you tell your parents, um, they'll die. So um, oh I had to God. keep it to myself for lots of years. Right. And cow milk tastes. I don't know what it is, but my tastes have changed because milk tastes so much more different now to, to how I remember it tasting on that yeah. on that evening. That's fresh cow's milk, though. Mm. It tastes because the milk that night tasted very much like um, my dad's. Um, sperm, which I'd been having quite a lot of, but uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, sorry, what, was, what the fuck was we talking about? <laughs> um, Mike Tyson, yeah, he's just a terrifying boxer. So it was Frank Bruno. I remember that, that, that fight, I remember watching it, I remember being gutted, and I'm pretty certain I watched it live at home. And um, yeah, but from that. And all the other stuff, stuff after it, uh, up to and including the, the ear biting incident. Holy shit, he was the most exciting boxer on the planet. And and up until that moment where he got got beat. I mean, you look at people like Golovkin of recent times, and you know that have got these highlight reels that are amazing, where everyone's saying, you know, what what animals they are, and you know, you, you do not. I still don't think anyone has captured that moment that Mike Tyson had where fighters were beat before. Yeah. So it was the 91-second knockout of, oh, God, who was his name? He was a light heavyweight, the younger brother of, uh, I was at Butlin's Bogner with my mate's dad and my mate, and we got up and watched it. It was, oh, God, what was his name? Um and I think for me, that was the fight where I think. Uh, let me just have a quick scroll through it. Tyson versus. Uh, well, Marvis Frazier. He did beat Marvis Frazier, who was uh, Joe's. Uh, oh, God, what was his bloody name? Oh, God, he's going to drive me up the wall. And he was the one that everyone was like, look, he's going he's gonna to step up from. Uh, Lightweight, uh, yeah. from, from, sorry, from light heavyweight, and he's going to be the one that's going to really do a number on Tyson. Mm. And it was like, and everyone was saying that, yeah, do you know, oh, God, let me just have a look. This is driving me out the wall. 93 second fight. Yeah, I can't tell you. Oh, 90 uh, second fight. Michael Spinks. That was Leon Spinks, who's bloody uh, sorry right. me thing. It was his younger brother, Michael right. Spinks. And if you watch. The stare down before they fight, mm. you see pure fear, like absolute fear. Like even though you know a lot of people thought Bruno was going to be a lamb to the slaughter, mm-hmm. he went in there and he was like, "Yeah, we're fucking having this. Yeah. I'm not backing down from you." Mm. 
that that Spinks fight, you, I mean, and he just, it was horrible to watch. Like, and you watch that highlight reel of of Fury, of Fury Tyson mm-hmm. coming through, unbelievable. And you know, when you look at when when he beat um, who did he beat to win the title? It was uh, not. Because he then unified it with Pinkland Thomas, Tony Tubbs, um, uh, Tyrell Biggs, but he beat it by, oh God, had the uh, black socks pulled up, uh, Trevor Burbick. Right, okay. And and when he... When he beat him, like to win the title, the youngest heavyweight of all uh, ever. Then I think at that point what was he nineteen or was he a bit older than that? Was he twenty? Fucking hell! But yeah, and then obviously lifestyles that are rich and famous mm. can suddenly. Well, his stories are absolutely mental. Yeah, there's loads on YouTube about Mike Tyson's stories. So the, the obviously all the the crazy shit in Vegas, but him just like leaving, going out, getting crazy, and leaving Ferraris with mates and Lamborghinis, and then just never picking them up. Yeah, and then they're just like just driving them around, and like one of those ones was Mike said, "Oh, can you just keep keep look after this for me?" And he never. He, ne- he never came and picked it up, and a guy like years later said to him, like, "Mike, you never came and never came and got it." And I was always worried because you were really hard to get hold of as well because your lifestyle. And he was like, "No, nah, when, when I meant, can you look after it for me?" I did just mean keep it. And he's like, "Oh shit, I've been worried for years. <laughs> Not slept <laughs> for like eight years. He's gonna come and he's go polishing the car the every fuck day." Is that Lambo? And he was like, "No, he was just li- letting me have it. Yeah, the money, the fame. That was that must have been a crazy time for for a guy who had a." A tough upbringing. Right? I should have showed you next door when we was playing the records earlier. In there, I've also got the newspaper that I kept of uh, the day that um, Nelson Mandela got released from prison was the day that Buster Douglas beat Mike Tyson. Really? Greatest headline ever. Um, so there's oh, yeah, split down the middle. Mm. Tyson on his knees, like trying to push the gum shield back in. And uh, obviously uh, Mandela coming out and the headline down and out. And it was like... Yeah, decent. That's very so good. I kept that. And, very uh, good. There's a there's a video on on that about Buster Douglas beating him and why yeah. it, and and it's all about and it's about it's a, it's a motivational video. Yeah. But it's about the the importance of why. And people said, well, how did you manage to muster that? And 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 why you need motivation? You need to find your motivation to achieve anything in life. And that bloke's why was his mum had died that day, mm. and he wanted to win it for her. So when he'd been put on on his ass. Why did he get up? Was because of that. Was because mm. you know he, he he said he was going to do it for his mum, and then he comes back and beats him. Basically, you never ever think that at the time the guy was invincible. Shocked the world. Yeah, shocked the world. And that's what it's about. Um, so will my heavyweight career, mate. Which is what we're announcing now. Best have another cup no, of just custard have creams, a cup mate. More custard creams. <laughs> I'll get training just after this pack. I promise. Um, decent list, mate. Bang oh, thanks, man. I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm no boxing expert, and it's, it's really it's cool. It's not about that, though, is it? It's really about cool the fights you got excited yeah. watching. It's cool listening to you talk about it, and um, and I hope you folks enjoyed it. And um, Tim Bellend, I hope you enjoyed that, bro. Nice one, Bell, um, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, and we're gonna record another one in a minute, aren't we? Yep. So yeah. Fuck you. There you go. Thanks ever so much for listening. We will see you next time. If you can't wait another week for an episode, there's a solution. 
head over to Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash hardcore listing, and you can get another episode each week. Every Wednesday, Chris and I put out another bonus episode just for Patreons um, over on there. And by becoming a Patreon, you're really, really supporting what Chris and I do. Don't get us wrong. The fact that you listen to this podcast and support this podcast is amazing. And if you are interested in hearing more, this isn't some you know, big plea and it's just a case of it's over there if you like it. If you want to support the podcast and you want to get some more content, head over there and watch the video um, because it'll make you smile because it's a video, Chris and I in a hot tub, Scroobius Pip, Gal Porter, uh, 76, Brad, they're all in it. Uh, watch that and it explains everything you need to know about our Patreon page. And uh, and yeah, if you can, great. If not, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and there'll be another one next Monday. Have a lovely week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Oh, yeah. I just want to quickly tell you about this magazine. It's called Pod Bible. Now, Pod Bible is the new essential guide to podcasts. It's put together alongside Spotify and Acast, and it's a one-stop shop to tell you all about the podcasts you maybe know about, but definitely about a lot of the podcasts that you probably don't know about that we think you should know about. I mean, in the first edition, there's interviews with Adam Buxton, interviews with Craig Parkinson. Um, there's features on Jade Adams, and there's just an abundance of information about so many exciting podcasts that are out there. Also, Spotify have given us these amazing little codes. So if you do get a print copy, you can just turn on your Spotify on your phone, scan the little code, and it just automatically opens up the podcast on your listening device. How good's that? If you haven't managed to get a print copy, then just go over to www.podbiblemag.com and read it online because the digital version is all over there and it's all free. So every other month there'll be a new edition out. So go and have a look and support us on the social medias as well. Podbiblemag.com It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.